This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. If you visit Detroit, if you are from Detroit, or if you live in Detroit, you never knew all this culture was alive and thriving here. This is the Detroit is Different Festival. October 24th through October 27th, join us at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, 48238. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today. What's up, y'all? over here doing a chicken noodle soup. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get do through you? the day. Do you? Period. Do you? What you up, do. though? It's the new kids back again. Yes. I feel like every time we come back, it's been forever, but it really only been like two weeks. Two weeks, I think. If that. I know, right? Like a week and a half. We dropped that last episode kind of fast. We did. Because we lit. Hey, no edits. Surprisingly. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we got through it. Listen, shout out to Ty. Yeah. Ty was dope. Yeah. I, I had fun. Minus that thunderstorm we had to face on the way out of here. Yeah. It's craziness. That was not fun. But not anyway, what up? It's the New Kids back for another episode, season three. We have the fabulous Christy Love with us today. Yes, welcome. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? And we're going to get into her segment in a little bit, but... Let's go ahead and start off the question of the day. And since I put it in here, Shari, you can answer first. Whatever. That's fine. Okay. So, question of the day. What do you wish someone taught you a long time ago? <sighs> um, I guess. I don't know. I, this is what happens when I don't read the, um, the outline. <laughs> Something I wish somebody was taught me a long time ago. I'm going to go like a really weird route with this. Oh, Lord. So, y'all should be used to it. But I really wish... No, I'm not going to go there because I don't have to do too much explaining and people going to be asking me questions. I guess I would say I wish people would have told me a long time ago that like it's perfectly okay to not know everything mm-hmm. or like, I don't know, not pressure me so much to be like, what are you going to do when you get older? Mm-hmm. Like somebody should tell me like at the big old age of 28, I still wouldn't know what I want to do when I grow up. So right, cause that's I my answer. Yet. I ain't there at all, so maybe when I'm like 45, I'll be there. Um, so I wish that someone would have taught me a long time ago that everybody don't have to like you and you don't have to like everybody. Because um, Jermaine likes nobody. Okay. But I, I think I went through this phase for a long time where I feel like everybody had to like me. Um, and if somebody didn't like me, then I had to figure out why. Or I was just... It didn't upset me, but I'm just like, I don't understand why this person doesn't like me. I'm wonderful. Like, I'm great. I'm awesome. <laughs> I'm great. What's wrong with y'all? Right. What's wrong with y'all? But I'm at a point where, like Shari said, I really don't like nobody, and I don't care if anybody likes me or not. I mean, at the end of the day, it really doesn't have an impact on my life and what I do because it's mine, um, and they're not putting money in my pockets, so they have no say. Mood. Christy. What about you? I think I have mine in my head and I forget. <laughs> um, 
mine would be that in my head that just because you're a good person just doesn't mean that people have to be good back to you. Mm. Um, because I have like this. I guess I wouldn't call it a syndrome. I have like this mode sometimes where it's just like, I'm such a good person. I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that doesn't mean, like just because you're so, like a good person doesn't mean people have to be like good to you back. Like the the world owes you nothing. Yeah. It's like you pour so much into people and it's like, well, why are they not pouring back? Like, Yeah. So that's when you got to kind of just got to learn how to create boundaries. Yes. Agree. Shout so, out to boundaries. Yes. Boundaries. Are and lit. don't feel bad. If somebody tries to force you to change your boundaries, yeah. or they try to make like, you feel nah. bad about having boundaries, because you have them for a reason. Mm-hmm. And usually, the one that's trying to change them is the, are the reason that you have the boundaries. <laughs> <Right>. Anyway, <laughs> absolutely. Who child? You better say it. Oh, okay, oh. that's up here preaching. Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christy, give us a quick intro, just a little quick, you know, tell the people who you are. We'll get into, you know, what you do a little bit later, but just, you know, let the audience Okay, out how there. many seconds I got? 15. 15. Okay. Cool. I made that up. Okay. <laughs> I can do 15. I just need to know, is it 45? <laughs> okay, I just do my little 15. Okay, y'all. So, I am Christy Stanford, a.k.a. Christy Love. <laughs> um, I am a mindset and goal coach. Um, I'm also a... Also a TV host and international speaker. Okay. See, boom. Boom. Fancy. Period. She Period. said, no me. Period. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get into our lightning round. Five fast facts. We tell people they got 30 seconds, but sometimes I feel like me and Shariah don't be counting. <laughs> yeah. I think we only counted one time. No, we counted. I had a timer on a couple times. Oh, it's 30 but, seconds. And, and it's, I think it was a group, okay. too. That's a long time. It yeah. is. For All five. Right. Yeah, it's not bad. So five fast facts. You ready? I guess. <laughs> All right. All right. Are you a Detroit native? Yes. East or West? West. Favorite Coney Island? Uh, Nikki D's. <laughs> Where did you go to high school? Oh, in the suburbs, Woodhaven High School. And oh, yes, Woodhaven. What was your first car? Um, a Ford Explorer. Okay, see? There we go. Boom. Much awesome. faster than 30 seconds. I'm right. trying. <laughs> okay. <Let me> <laughs> So we're going to get into the New Kids University segment, and this is where me and Shariah put on our professor hats and try to give y'all some of the knowledge that we have amassed in this long journey that we call education. Lord, I can't wait for it to be over. (sighs) Shariah, you want to go first or you want me to go first? I just want to say that when this is all said and done, that I'm going to sing Never Could Have Made It for like three weeks straight. (laughs) (laughs) Finally done. Might well make it four. Okay. <laughs> make it four. Go for the full month. Because this month. is going to be I'm crazy. I'm singing, it's time to go. <laughs> dun, dun. I'm just I'm singing that across the stage. <laughs> Listen, I'm singing that. Throw some Tamala Man, everything. It's going to be a whole <laughs> praise and worship party for a whole year. <laughs> because I can't. I'll go first, though. Okay. So, my title for today, or my message for today, shall I say, is about moving at your own pace. Um, I know that for myself, I used to get really caught up in where other people were in their lives and what they were doing and comparing it to myself, mm-hmm. which is unfair to me and the other people. Mm-hmm. So um, if you spend a little less time looking at what other people are doing and evaluating what you're doing and making sure that you're where you want to be, where you want to be, <laughs> it will make your um, your life as an entrepreneur so much easier. Um, and then it's not a bad thing to tell people to 
mind their own stuff too and stay in their own lane because they'll have you confused and trying to add extra stuff or take away stuff or do all this extra stuff that may not be necessary for what you want to do. So move at your own pace. Slow and steady wins the race. And that's it. I mean, if you think about it, that ideology is not new to our generation. You know, not you at all. have the idea of keeping up with the Joneses. I was about to say Johnson. I was about to say Kardashian. Okay. <laughs> so no. Um, but that's, I mean, that's where the concept came from. Yeah. That's where the keeping up with the Kardashian concept came from. But then you have the idea of the white picket fence and, mm-hmm. you know, the American dream, the tortoise and the hare. Like all of these examples are about that whole ideology of you being so focused on somebody else that you don't really pay attention to yourself and what yeah. you are contributing to, you know, whatever you're trying to make happen. So with uh, with our generation i think it's it's heightened because we have social, social media, media instagram yeah. um but then you you have to remind yourself that these images are often crafted yeah it's very rare that these are authentic representations of a person's life you know that is definitely true like i look at a lot of um, people on like instagram and stuff and i'll be like y'all living a whole different life on instagram than what i know y'all living in real life mm-hmm. it's crazy so i think if we fall into the mindset of comparing ourselves to what they allow us to see mm-hmm. is like I mean, they didn't get there re- without some struggles. But you have to remind yourself too, like this is what they're allowing you to see. Mm-hmm. And I think this this is also a very important um, concept to understand when we think about celebrities, because a lot of people like will idolize a certain celebrity or will put a certain celebrity on a pedestal based on their image. But this is an image that has been crafted by a team of people. Mm-hmm. So you really don't know what this person is like. Agreed. They could be the complete opposite of how you see them, but you would never know that because what they're presenting to you is yeah. what has been created. And they have, like you said, they have a whole team to do that. A lot of people, especially uh, millennial entrepreneurs, we don't have that yeah. that team. I Shout mean, out to all the PR people. Okay? Because God bless y'all. Listen, couldn't do it. Whew. Nope. Every time I think about like, maybe I'll do a little bit of PR, Mm-mm. I think about people like Chris Brown. Like, Mm-mm. this nigga would just ruin PR for me. <laughs> I, every time my phone <laughs> ring, I just look, that, look down at it like, mm-mm. I'm like, I could not do it. Like... If people ask me all the time, like, don't you do PR? No. No. But I would be happy I to can recommend. refer you. Shout out to Jamila. Yes. <laughs> I Jamila is my go-to people. every time. But uh, won't be me. Couldn't, Not, shouldn't, wouldn't be me. Listen, if I did PR, everybody would hate everybody involved. <laughs> like, me, my Your client, uh, my client <laughs> everybody. So, no. But, yeah. So, that's, that's your all. Lesson. That's all Hats I got for you. Hats off to Professor Shy Shy. Professor Maindahl, yes. what is the topic for this lecture? So my topic, and I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I, can you imagine being in front of the classroom and one of the kids be like, Maindahl? Professor Maindahl, I need your assistant. <laughs> but um, so my topic is actually um, something that I had to get used to. I remember the first time I participated as a speaker in a seminar, um, and it was about entrepreneurship um, and, you know, transitioning throughout the phases of entrepreneurship and my co-speaker was um, speaking about this situation where a lot of entrepreneurs um, get into this mindset of nobody can hear about my idea. Like nobody, I don't want to tell anybody about what I'm doing until it's done. Until it's done. Um, And they end up boxing themselves in so tightly that they don't get feedback on what it is that they're doing and if a people actually want that service or product 
B, if it's actually good, mm-hmm. um, and if it's meaningful. And people get stuck in this box because they think, well, if I tell somebody about my idea, they're going to steal it, right? Right. But when you think about that, number one, if you've been working hard, you've been gathering resources, you've been networking, building opportunities, if you've been working on a concept, product, service, whatever, and you tell somebody in in the um, objective of gaining feedback, thinking that you're, they're going to steal your idea, A, your what the work that you've put in, nobody can replicate that. Yeah. So they either have to work really hard to get where you're at to even steal your idea, mm-hmm. or you may need to kind of refine your idea because it's too broad anyway. Yeah. Like if somebody can just come in and steal, steal your, your whole idea, thing. yeah. You know, then maybe you need to really rethink your idea <laughs> and put some right. more work into it so that it's something that's unique to you and what you're offering. Mm-hmm. Because if you're offering something that anybody can do, why would anybody come yeah, to you? What's the point? You know, you you got to think about like all the products and services that we use. You know, you can think about cell phones. There are millions of cell phones on the market, but people like Apple. Mm-hmm. You know, why why do people go to... It's billions of cell phones out here. Why do people go to them? You know? Yeah. Um... I think people fail to realize too, like with brands like like Apple, Apple didn't stick to one thing. Right. You know, who's to say that Apple will still be around if they only had cell phones? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they got the laptops, the iPads, the MacBooks, all kind of stuff. Like, so I think that it's important to know that as well. You don't have to just stick I mean, to that one thing. And look at the companies who did stick to one thing and where they ended up. Like we talked about this before, Blockbuster, Polaroid. Um, didn't Forever 21 just like file for bankruptcy? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you think about, well, it's all of these clothing chains. How to, how have they managed to survive when, you know, Forever 21? You have to think about all these different things. But if somebody can easily replicate your idea, then maybe that idea wasn't a good idea to begin with. Yeah. I agree. Um, so don't be afraid to share your ideas. Don't be afraid to get feedback. It's necessary. Um, even if it's not necessarily the feedback that you want to hear. That's another thing that people have yes. to get adjusted to. Listen. We grew up in an age where participation trophies and awards and everybody got a gold star really didn't do justice to people when it comes to receiving or giving feedback yeah. because they're like, what do you mean? I'm um, right. I'm great at this. What do you mean? When it's, you know, you could use some work. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually reading the other day and me and my mom were just talking about this, uh, this quote before I came in here. Um, I was reading the other day and I was actually reading the Bible and there I have the life application Bible and it has like little notes at the bottom. And it said that criticism has to be given wisely and received humbly mm-hmm. like for that. it to work. I do too. I was like, why? I didn't have this Bible for years. I never yeah, got to because this page you, before. <laughs> you have a lot of people who will, who will be quick to criticize. Yeah. But do not, they do not want that mirror turned back on them. And I, I mean, I think for me, like, I've always been in service organizations as far as um, my mm-hmm. corporate job. So I've been used to always getting feedback, you know, once a month, mm-hmm. you know, yearly, quarterly, whatever. And I think that for me, I had to get to a point where I was adult enough to apologize to people mm, that's that it. had given me feedback and I didn't take it because I was full of myself. Yeah. So I had to be like, dang, I was just in a bad spot and I'm I'm sorry, my bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but you have to like, and, and sometimes it don't, it don't happen right away. You know what I'm saying? Like it took me a long time. Yeah. I used to always feel like I'm showing up 
I need to be paid more. Like showing up don't mean nothing. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> not out to get you when it comes to feedback. And there, like I said, there are some people who just like to criticize because they don't have anything better to do. But that's not the majority of people who are yeah. really trying to help you. Um, and you know, you, you with ideas with whatever you're trying to do, you need a second set of eyes. You do. Because you, you never do. know what you might miss. You could be staring at something. This is your baby. This is your child. But that child ain't got no shoes on. So <laughs> Listen. So. The perfect example of that is this dissertation process. Girl. Because I will turn my dissertation chapters in and I'll be like, I know this is good. He about to just, my, my mentor well, going to be know. like, this is great. <laughs> Shut up. I still, I don't come from my mentor. <laughs> I was say, you know he's not going to say that. <laughs> don't come from my mentor. <laughs> so, first of all, let me explain to the people. My mentor. <laughs> um. Don't even say his name. I'm definitely not going to say his name because he's probably listening. <laughs> okay. He's um a little bit older. He's ornery. He's, he's very harsh. Okay. Like, he'll be like, this is trash. Redo it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll be like, dang. But I know he's right. We've met him a couple times in person. And so. That made it a little bit a, better. Yeah. He's not like an outwardly rude person. It's just how he delivers his feedback. You yeah. have to get used to. And I knew right then. I said, nope. Yeah, You're not the chair for me. So I will turn in my paper and I'll be like, this is perfect. He's going to just give it back and be like, you know, it's little small things. And he will tear my paper But that's what you down. need, though. That's what you need. <laughs> that's because... what I'm saying. I need, like, and I appreciate him for it because he'll, like, he'll put a comment in there like, are you serious? This is what you came up with? I'll be like, dang. But it gives you a fresh perspective. It does. I agree. We need them sometimes. Yeah. So We don't know everything. I Listen. So... Yeah. Don't be afraid to share your ideas, get feedback, all that other fun stuff. And that concludes my lesson. Takes bow. Yes. <laughs> all right, Shariah. All right. You up next. All right. Why, why am I never prepared? I don't this? know. I don't know. It's been because like this years is, now. girl, we're not new to This is why we started creating these outlines. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm about to play with you. All right. So, first of all, Christy. Welcome, and thanks for coming mm-hmm. to be a part of our foolishness <laughs> and sitting through our lessons. We appreciate you. Yes. So if you would like to give the people a little bit more of a detailed uh, bio, we'll give you 45 seconds this time. Yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Well, again, um, I am Christy Love. I'm a mindset and goal coach, so I work with... Um, individuals on uh, basically just breaking up with their limitations, procrastination, and consistency. I work with them on reprogramming their mindset. And what that looks like is basically just forming new habits, new thoughts, new ideas on how to better manifest the shit that they're looking to manifest. Okay. So you better speak yes. that. You know? She Ooh, said procrastination. Lit. I said, ooh. Okay. <laughs> speak ooh. to my heart. Because <laughs> I don't know child. if we broke up yet. We might be estranged. Right. Y'all might be in a relationship. Okay. <laughs> Listen. A situation ship. Okay. That's my home right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> oh, y'all like too much. Okay, so we're going to ask you just a couple of questions. Okay. So we would like to know, did you pursue higher education? And if you did or did not, or if you did, why or Higher why? education, are we talking about like bachelor? Yeah, whatever. whatever. However, okay. however much you've done. Yes. So I actually have a bachelor's degree in film studies and communication. Um, originally, I was very invested in media, which I'm still invested in media. Um, I started like a, a TV show, well, online TV show to where I was basically talking about the same thing that I coach my clients on. So their goals, positivity, um, the law of attraction, all that kind of stuff. I was doing that in a show. 
And then I just decided to actually start coaching and teaching my clients because I was going to speak places. Um, and so I'm like, I mean, I could turn this into another, you know, another form of income. Makes um, sense. Make, make sense. So I got a bachelor's degree in that. Um, I got certified to be a life coach uh, after I got my bachelor's degree. And then this year I got certified to be an NLP practitioner, which is basically um, neurologistic programming. Um, basically just the study of, I like to call it the study of the mindset, the behaviors, the patterns, how humans interact with the shit that they got going on up in their head. Okay. <laughs> All right. So what was your first job after turning 18? Um, I think I still had the same job when I was 17. So I worked at Fairlane Mall. I worked at this store called Rave up until it was time for me to go to college. I think I turned I turned 18 in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So I worked that until it was time for me to go to EMU, and I didn't have another job until like the next year, until after my first semester of college. All right. So you have your hands in a lot of different ventures. So can you give us a rundown of maybe how you balance that? Oh, baby girl, let me tell you. So let me, okay, so I'll give you the rundown, then I'll give you how I balance it. So since I do coaching, um, hey girl. <laughs> I know her. So, um, since I do coaching, um, I have to balance like my work schedule. Well, mm-hmm. work my work schedule and time, like just with my clients mm-hmm. um in general. So I work like nine to five, well, really nine to four, and then I might have to go home and do what cli- you know, meet with clients. Okay. Um, then I also have the Detroit Community Resource Booklet. So in the past couple of months I've been having to like go just really do outward outreach in the city. And connect with different organizations, different shelters. We're giving them the booklet. And then I work at um, a studio, and I kind of just do that, like, on the weekends. Um, so where we might produce shows, produce podcasts, um, <laughs> and record and edit stuff. So um, really, it's all about the power of your Google Calendar. Um, just Speak on it. <laughs> it's really just plugging stuff in. Like if somebody be like, okay, let's meet so- at so-and-so time, you just be like, okay, <laughs> meeting at, cool. And it's really just about, you know, and try not to overbook yourself because it can happen and then you don't have enough time for you. So I really just have to use my Google Calendar. It's key. Okay. So you mentioned the Detroit Community uh, Resource Booklet. How did you come up with that idea? So, um, I was talking to one of my business partners. I don't know if you guys know him, but his name is Raphael, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was um, season on the episode. Hey. <laughs> yeah. He was on season, season one. one yeah. Shout out to Rob. So I was talking to him, um, and we had just been talking about some different things that we're working on next year. And we, th- this, we kind of came to this conclusion, like we need something to kind of kick off like what we're doing next year. And I said, it would be dope. At first, it was going to be like poster boards or just pieces of paper like around the city mm-hmm. to where people could just look at it and see like the different resources and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But for my full-time job, I do community outreach. And so I saw that they had like a Michigan resource booklet, but it didn't have something specifically for the black community here in the city. Okay. So I, we kind of just, co- I collected a whole bunch of resources and stuff that I knew um, from in the city and put it on a Word document <laughs> and just started going to majority of those places that's in there, um, people that I work with, different organizations that I work with at my job in the city, and we just took it off from there. Um, so I think it's interesting with this idea that you had, you didn't mention this, but it's clear that 
when you came up with this idea, it wasn't just something like, oh, this would be great if everybody could come together and I th- do I their think- resources. Like you had the initiative to say. Right. It was the initiative more so to say that there are a lot of people, um, I wouldn't just say it. I don't like to call it low income. I like to call it limited income. Yeah. There are a, lo- a lot of people in limited income areas and in the city just itself that do not know where they need to go to for what. Mm-hmm. And I find it more and more as I do, you know, community outreach for my job every day. They'd be like, well, you know, I don't have enough money for this. Or who do I talk to about this? Mm-hmm. And you just be like, how do, how do they not know? But at the same time, they do not know because it's not as advertised as much as it should should be be. like people don't know that they can get utility assistance you know or food assistance and stuff like that like i see people i saw saw this man on the street the other day he said i don't have no food i don't have this and i don't have that and in my head i'm thinking they got all of these food pantries Mm -hmm. um they got focus hope like today i was at focus hope east um they got all of this different stuff but people do not know where to go so there's another there's a thing that you have to think about is either people don't know where to go or people just do not want to get help. And that's kind of where the mindset portion of it comes in. Mm -hmm. So in the community resource booklet, it has affirmations and Bible verses and empowering and inspiring messages. And not to say just because somebody read an affirmation, that means they're going to change their mindset. But for some people, sometimes those things, it gives them hope and it gives them some type of connection but, you know, people have to want to seek the help. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to want to get help. You have to want to learn how to change. And so the booklet, it has basically some starting points and some stepping stones for people, you know, to get you some clothes, get you some, you know, health treatment. Or, you know, if you need a shelter, like, I think I posted this to today or yesterday. I've had three shelters reach out to me in the past week on how they need some more booklets. However, to make these booklets, to just to get a hundred, it's like a hundred and thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. So this is money coming out of my pocket. Yeah. So I've been raising money, but at the same time, you can't rely on other people to to fund, you know, your stuff. Mm-hmm. So I had to get a printer and I just been stapling stuff together until, you know, I can re-up on, you know, getting a whole other set of booklets. But there are, you know, shelters and things like that for people that need it. The mm-hmm. shelter I went to was um Genesis. I think it's the one on the east side, the women, women's and children's one. Mm. I gave them like 50 and they were gone in like two days. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I've been there before they had quite a few. Right. So people, yeah. I think that I just, I wanted it to create the stepping stone for people to want to be able to make a change. Like you have to, the resources are out there for you, but you also have to want to do better yourself. Like you can't yeah. depend or rely on like the government or anything for assistance like that should just be like your stepping stone and then you grow from there. Yeah, I think it's it's important for people to realize too how much work goes into certain things. Like you just said, you know, you you take these booklets to places um and you know they pass them out but I, people don't really think about like this this is actual work that somebody has to put in time to create, mm-hmm. gather the information for um and again when when we think of ideas, when we, you know, want to put things out in the community, we also have to think about the level of commitment that we want yeah. to put forth because yeah. it is a serious commitment. And it if is. it's something that you want to enact change, you have yeah. to be committed to it. And you have mm-hmm. to think about, you know, how are you going to manage your time and your life with this added commitment? Because you got a, you know, a full-time job. You may have other things that you're trying to do. Absolutely. Um, you may have, <laughs> like, just life in general. Life. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
it's been a challenge, but just because I work in the field of mm-hmm. that, it's just seeing those people and just understanding like that they need help, but they also have to commit to, because think about how much like mindset goes all the way down to just like different crimes and stuff that mm-hmm. we got going on in the city too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, why are these people like killing people or robbing people? Like what's the factor there? Like, obviously it's either a mental health issue or, you know, the lack of money. And the majority of the time, it's the lack of money. Yeah. And people robbing, stealing, and killing because they don't believe that they can do it any other way. So, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. You got to break the cycle somewhere. Yeah. All right. So, you mentioned earlier um, about being a life coach. So, how do you, I guess I would ask, with you being a life coach, how do you do you coach yourself? Like, how do you make Girl. sure that you aren't, like, <laughs> only focused on your clients and kind of focus on yourself? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I, I can say for sure, I had to, I had to coach myself this week. Um, only because I got, I have my hands in so many things. Like, um, so I, I do coaching. I travel to speak. Um, I have my full-time job. And like this, this fall, I launched a wellness workshop series, like for like the mindset and for mental health. Mm -hmm. And then I also have season four of my show launching like the end of this month. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, this is a lot. Like this is overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And you just be like, I just don't want to do anything. But, you know, as a coach, I teach my clients, like sometimes you have to learn how to break stuff down bit by bit. Like you're not going to be able to do everything in a day, but if it's that much of a commitment to you, then you need to schedule some time for your, for yourself, one, mm-hmm. and then to be able to, you know, knock those small action action steps out. And majority of the time, it's really having some type of routine for myself, waking up in the morning and setting those positive intentions, um, going over my affirmations and just really visualizing like, you know, how do you want your life to be? How do you, you know, how do you see yourself? And really just waking up every day and stepping into that person that you want to become. Like, if you know you want to be the successful person or this millionaire or this person that saves the world, whatever it is that you want to become, what does that kind of person do? Like, what does that feel like? What are their, some of the things that they do throughout the day? And I feel like, in order to, you know, coach myself through it, I have to do some of the same things that I'm teaching my clients. But I have to do it twice as hard because mm-hmm. my clients are just now learning this. And this is stuff that I've known for like three or four years. Yeah. So definitely every day I have to coach myself. <laughs> <laughs> do you find your time yourself at times getting frustrated when you think a client is not either willingly or unwillingly picking up the lessons you're trying to impart? I would say yes. Uh, Thankfully, I haven't run into that. Really, I maybe had like a client or two um, with that. And sometimes, the majority of the time, the issue with it is, is that they haven't been back for a while. So typically, I like to meet or to speak with my clients like once a week. Um, But life happens. Mm -hmm. And you might not talk to a client for three weeks. And you'd be like, dang, well, hello. How are you? Welcome back. Like, they'd be like, why are you so cheery? (laughs) Right. Welcome back to the program. And then you're trying to teach them something, but they're kind of just off because you haven't been with them, you know, on the, on the, on the journey. And it's really sometimes something I, I remember I was talking to um, some of my other friends that are life coaches when we were in South Africa, we were talking about that, uh, just about having clients that sometimes struggle and sometimes we feel bad 
you know, about it because it's like, is this something that I'm not doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it could be, but majority of the time, it's the client's responsibility. We're just like more so like their accountability partners. Mm-hmm. It's their client's responsibility to be able to do the work, but also implement it, you know, in their lives. But I don't really, maybe once or twice, but they pretty much get it. Because we, Shariah and I do consulting. and <laughs> <laughs> It's a struggle. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I think the frustrating part for me is like, I'll tell somebody what to do. And then they'll go do the opposite of what I mm-hmm. said do. And then they'll come back to me like what I said to them was like their idea. Like, oh, well, I tried it this way and it works. Oh. Like, that's what I told I try you. to keep it simple. Like, I'd be like, you have to do A and B. You Or or I say, you have to do A or B. Otherwise, whatever it is you're trying to work on, that's not going to happen. So I try to keep it as simple as possible because I keep it simple with me. Because a lot of times people are afraid of change because it looks complicated it's taking them out of their comfort zone, but you just really have to break it down as simple as possible. Like you gotta talk to them like yeah. they too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh yeah. <laughs> I'll be having time. I'll be like, oh Lord. Yeah. <laughs> help me. Send help. Send help now. <laughs> so what advice would you give someone who is who who finds themselves easily overwhelmed? Because I think as millennials, we try to take on so many different... We try to be like super people. And we want to, we want to have our hands in everything. And, oh, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. And then we get overwhelmed. And they'd be like, ooh, I can't do none of this now. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> That's me. Um, typically, when clients get overwhelmed, and I, I guess I can say this even for myself, sometimes it's, when you get overwhelmed, you just need to take a step back. Because when you get overwhelmed... That kind of ties into um, your sanity, your mental health, and then you breaking down, you cussing people out, you doing too much. And mm-hmm. so you kind of just have to take a step back, um, get some time to yourself, get centered, get grounded. I am a writer, so I have to write some things out. Like, okay, what is stressing you out? Why do you feel overwhelmed? And what is it that you need to be working on? Because sometimes when you take a step back and you're able to think on it clearly, you're able to see whatever, like, problem that you're trying to solve or whatever solution you're looking for you're easily able to kind of identify it then when you're just taking a step back because when you in it in the moment it's just like I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this like I was super overwhelmed this week I'm in the process of like doing all of these events and stuff and then I'm in the process of trying to move and I was in the process of trying to go to Tokyo so I do these international business retreats and I was supposed to go to the end of this month and I was just like I cannot Mm-hmm. do this like I was like I'm just I'm not going to Tokyo and I'm just going to work on this and this and this and this and once I decided that I'm like oh I feel so much better yeah. like because I was just overwhelmed and just understanding like you do not have to be everywhere at once like mm. Mm. Most like again <laughs> I'll live and I'll just go another time. It wasn't like a dire need for me to go. Mm-hmm. So, and then the, another thing that was stressing me out, I was having like the day that I was supposed to leave, I'm also supposed to speak at the digital summit in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find a flight to like get me to Tokyo within 24 hours and it just wasn't working. So mm-hmm. now that I'm not going, I'm just like, I can breathe. I'm not overwhelmed. Sometimes you just got to take a step back and like, okay, what? What's going on here? What are we doing? What's yeah. the issue? Yeah. Then you find it. That's real. Because yeah. I'm, I'm definitely one of those, those DIY people. 
I'm like, yeah. I'll do it myself. Like, yep, I'll just, I'll I'll just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> I'll just do it. <laughs> I'm going to just do it myself. And then that quickly becomes like a massive pile of things that I need to get done because I don't want nobody else doing it because I'm like, you ain't going to do it right. I'm, yeah. <laughs> but then I have to take a step back like, okay, am I being too hard? Is this really not going to come out the way I want it? Um, and if it's not, that's okay. Like okay. we can still, we can work on it. It could be fixed. It could be changed. I don't have to always do everything right now. And that that's that's a good mindset to have. I I started filming for my show in May. Mm-hmm. When I say I have to do my entire show over again, because the studio that I was at, they messed up the sound, and mm. it was like some shows had sound, some didn't. I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> And I'm sure Bria understands, like, with filming and stuff, like, I'm just like, we're just going to do this all over again. So I literally have an event that I'm hosting on Saturday from 11 to, like, 1.30, mm-hmm. and then I'm filming from 3 to 7. So just yes. keep me in your prayers. Girl, <laughs> listen. Because it's real. It's real. Ooh. Yeah. Just we, thinking about it, start making my hair. I mean, when we made our studio transition, like, oh. it, that was, yeah, that was rough. But we had... We was doing it, you know, ourselves, and mm-hmm. we realized that it wasn't working at all <laughs> the way we wanted it to. I mean, like it was happening. I think we did a good job of uh, piecing like, it together, masking it. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like we did it for two whole seasons, where it would be what? like, you know, we don't know where we gonna record at today, but we got the we guest book, and so. uh, we can sit in the car. <laughs> we got somebody some gonna be in the back seat, and we, we gonna. <laughs> It's it's hot outside, but we gon' we gonna make it work. Unplugging the fan. We had to put in commercial breaks to plug the fan back in so that we wouldn't die (laughs) of heat exhaustion. (laughs) But we made it, y'all. Amen. Amen to the struggle. Listen. Struggle struggle is very real. Very real. A very long time. Still is sometimes. (laughs) Depending on the day. What is the best piece of business advice you can you would give to your past self? Hmm. Like fresh Christie, right out, you know, right out the gate. Know your worth in business. And this is still today. Know your worth in business. Your prices are your prices. Ooh. Yeah. We say that all we the time. We say that all the time. Yes. <laughs> your prices are your prices. Because I started to think about it this year. I'm like, you done been through school. You done been through different trainings, different courses. You done all of this stuff. Why are you not charging you know, More. what's your word? Mm-hmm. And and that got a little complicated too, because then you have to go after those clients or customers mm-hmm. that are in that range and can pay. Mm-hmm. But you gotta, you know, figure out where to find them mm-hmm. at, you know, yeah. where do they be hanging out at, you know, where they can just easily send, <laughs> send okay. the invoice. And, okay. Cause some people be like, Oh yeah, I got you, you know, in two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two months These from bills ain't gonna no wait. Right. This cable These bill bills. is due today. <laughs> Sprint calling, they want their money. Right. Girl, I can't tell Sprint to me. But yes, really know your worth in business. Um, and don't I mean, don't don't doubt yourself. Like you are that deal, you are that bitch. They said I could cuss. So <laughs> period. <laughs> period. You are that bitch. Um, and you know, even if you don't feel like it, you know, sometimes you just gotta visualize, get yourself into alignment, and just wake up in the morning and be like, Yes, I am that type of person that charges this month mm-hmm. this amount of money. This is what I do. So run me a check. And you know, like if Again, as Shariah mentioned, we've brought this up several times before, but it's like 
You know, your price is your price. If somebody don't want to pay that, pr- that price, they can That's go to somebody else. Listen, right. Yeah. My favorite saying is, I'm not Walmart. I don't price match. Y'all, you can <laughs> Ain't do no whatever you want to do on, over there somewhere because I'm not. No, I, this is it. <laughs> Especially, you know, with the quality of work mm-hmm. because people will expect um, Gucci quality for Walmart prices. Girl, Listen. Hello. <laughs> what is they be saying? On? You a, a champagne budget on a, a what is it? A it's a it's a steak. What is it like filet mignon taste with a steak budget or something? something. Listen, y'all trying to order off of uh, the roof price menu, and you need to be at the McDonald's dollar menu, <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. That is okay because I'm sure Listen. there is somebody out there that will assist you in getting what you need, but it is not. It's not me. me. Like every everybody got to start somewhere, and uh, maybe if you had called me a couple years ago, I might have. You know, we could have had a conversation. But I think nah. that as an entrepreneur, you also have to know. Just make sure you know your shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, make sure you know like what problem like your business mm-hmm. solves. So it's very clear to the customer. Because I think like when I first started being an entrepreneur, I was like in college. And so I really didn't know all that. I'm just like, hey, I could do this. Like, you mm-hmm. know, run me $100, $50 here. You know, I'll come to your event, film this or, you know, whatever. But it's really just, you know, as an entrepreneur, also knowing, you know, just in case somebody want to go back and forth with you. Listen, you know, this is what I'm doing for you. Mm-hmm. Dot, 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 dot. And then sometimes they'd be like, oh, okay. okay. No, she know her. You know she know her mm-hmm. stuff. It can't just be generic. It gotta be like solid. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So with everything that you do, um, and you know, time management, balancing your life, using your calendar, do you think that you have an overall pretty good work life balance? Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> I do. I love it. Mostly because like my full time job is so flexible, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't want to leave right now. Um, because all I do is go out to events. I'm not in the office. Mm-hmm. Literally, I wake up in the morning, go to an event, or go set up somewhere at a location. And whenever it's time to go, it might, that might be two o'clock, three o'clock. It might be time to go. Mm-hmm. And then you know, whenever clients you know schedule their appointments, I can go do that. Um, I can go you know work up at the studio. I can you know it's just. It's a good time right now. It's a good time, good space. <laughs> Listen, people would kill for that. Like, yes, because being locked down and mm-hmm. a you know an office from mm. no. When I first got out of college, I worked at GM um, the, at the Renaissance Center, and my full time job schedule was like from three to like twelve a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Locked to sit down on a computer. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to do that. I want to enjoy my summers. Go out, see the sunshine. That's real. Yes, I love it. Okay, so our last official question. I love this question. (laughs) If you could switch places with someone for a week, who would it be? You get all their problems, all their money, all their headaches, all their kids. Everything. (laughs) Everything. Kids. (laughs) Like, you have to be that person. Yeah. That's intense. Um, girl, I'm not gonna hold y'all up. So I love Rihanna. I've been obsessed with Rihanna since I was like, yeah, I've been obsessed with Rihanna since she came out. <laughs> so I want to be Riri. Riri, you know, she don't have no kids that okay. we know of, right? <laughs> <laughs> no kids right now that we know of. You know, she, you know, got her not only a business, but you know, also you know, a career for mm-hmm. herself, living her best life. And I inspire to be. Because <laughs> she's literally like, Riri's on top of everything, everything. that she she's does. She's on top of it. Like, like, you're like, dang. Like, 
She just don't miss. I'm here for it. I would have said Beyonce, but she got kids. She, I was about to say she, she got, got Jay Z. So. Right, right. She got Jay Z. <laughs> no comments. No, thank you. Shout out to Beto. Right. <laughs> Shariah. This week, I am picking Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. Because I am super excited for this natural hairline. Yeah. I am here for it. Because it's finally a category I fit in. <laughs> she said 3B to 4C. And I'm all the way at the end of that spectrum Amen. with my nappy hair. But I am excited. <laughs> <Four seven billion. laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm excited. I'm being Tracy Ellis Ross. We never put any stipulations on this about if the person was alive or not. Oh, yeah. We didn't so, today. But you could have picked somebody from, like, from back in the day. Back yeah. in the day that's Which already is, gone that's on the glory. Preface, that's why I said Wait, that. could it be a male? Yeah, yeah it could be anybody. anybody. First off, so I generally wholehearted believe that Malcolm X was my husband. <laughs> Listen, Malcolm X was fine. Malcolm X was fine. I feel like my, <laughs> people don't give him a lot of credit for his fineness. And fine. if mm. so, then I would have been... Malcolm X. Okay. <laughs> we accept that. Shout out to my husband. I love you, babe. Rest in peace. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> my, wait, can I change my my person? Because <laughs> I'm about to be uh, Jeannie Mai. Because she got Jesus. So, bitch, I'm about to be. You can bust a wide open for Jeannie. So, I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. And I shan't not deal with your shit this week. Right. Just I'm just, I'm just Ooh, to, child. you know, if that's the way I got to go to, to get them, then that's what it's going to be. Anyway. God bless it. <laughs> Listen. So my choice would be Toni Morrison. I love Toni's works. Yeah. Um, I write it. For, if, for those of you all who don't know. Um, you must be under a rock. Okay. But I write, and Tony, um, Tony's works have definitely been a, a point of inspiration for my life. Tony, as a person, was very unapologetically herself. Um, she was not afraid to tell anybody what she thought about whatever they were asking. Um, and if you didn't like it, it was your problem, not hers. Not hers yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I aspire. Goals. Goals. Okay, so... Christy, go ahead and let the people know how to get a hold of you, social media handles, how they can check out your work, show, all of that other stuff. How fun they stuff. can book you for life coaching yes. and getting them together. Because we know a lot of people who need it. Okay. Listen. <laughs> listen. Don't do y'all friends like that. <laughs> it's the truth. It's, they know. <laughs> we I talking about coaching too. I also have a, I have a coach too because baby girl. Um, okay, guys. <laughs> so um, you guys can follow me on social media. What is it? It's Christy Love. That's Christy with a K. So it's K-R-I-S-T-Y-L-O-V-E with two underscores. That is on Instagram and Twitter. Um, my Facebook page, my business page. I'd rather y'all follow me on there because I got too many people on my regular <laughs> Facebook. Um, my business page on Facebook is Christy Love as well. And then my rep website is thechristylove.com. So if y'all need to book something with me, y'all interested in the Detroit Community Resource Booklet, just reach out to me on Insta. Or Twitter, and I respond. Okay. That's it. That's all. <laughs> and of course, we have something very exciting. Um, oh, I should have had drop. my sound effects. That's not. Dun, 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 dun. So, me and Shariah have been Thank working you. on this for a while. Um, Ooh, it's, child. Yeah. Oh, Lord, it's finally here. We're it's excited. Art Talks. Art Talks. It, it took us a long time to come up with that name, y'all. Listen. Like, 
As with everything else that we do. I know, right? <laughs> but October 19th, which is a Saturday from 12 to 4 at Barter in Hamtramck, um, we'll be partnering with Tipsy Easel. Yep. Um, and more information will be dropped on all our social media, on our website, um, tickets, all of that. Stay tuned. We're very excited to um, you know, throw this event, have you all come out. So, yeah, stay tuned for all of that. Follow us on social media, The New Kids LLC on Twitter and Instagram, The New Kids LLC on Facebook. Check us out on YouTube at The New Kids University. Um, check out our website, The New Kids Detroit. Did I forget anything? No, you got it all I, this time. The, okay. Yes, look, look at come me. through. Because you always forget Facebook. I know. We, I always in do. there. But All right, guys. thank you, Christy, for coming out. Thank we you. appreciate Y'all, you. Me and Christy go way back. Technically, Shariah, too. Y'all don't know this. Yeah, me, really? we go way yes. back to middle school. Yes. You know. oh, she went to Go Lightly. Turn up. Yes, turn up. Go yes. Lightly was lit. Okay. Listen, Period. We deep. We got a whole group chat, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not the group chat I can but it goes down in there I can only imagine girl I can only I don't want no parts Jesus (laughs) bless it but (laughs) thank y'all for tuning in until next time new kids out bye guys remember to like share subscribe and always listen on Stitcher Google Play Apple Store and Spotify You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Join us October 24th through October 27th at the Andy Arts, 3000 Finkel Avenue, Detroit, Michigan, at the inaugural Detroit is Different Festival. The collage of sound, sight, taste, feel, and scent of Detroit from all walks of life. Join Piper Carter, Frida Sampson, Unicorns Are Real, Josh Adams, The New Kids, Group Text, Jennifer Crawford, Hair Michigan, Audra Carson, My Natural Hair, Cornbread and Caviar, Kari Frazier, Sterling Tolls, Bodie James, and more artists. The Detroit is Different Festival provides you the rare opportunity to witness, experience, and familiarize yourself with the diverse subcultures that make Detroit different. Experience this all for 50 bucks. Visit www.detroitisdifferent.com and get your tickets today.